What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Danny Klinkscale Reasonably Irreverent Podcast. Insightful and witty commentary, probing interviews, and detours from the beaten path. Welcome to a Tuesday special for you. It's presented by 23rd Street Brewery. Matt Llewellyn and his fine crew serve up great food, great drinks, great fun at 23rd Street Brewery in Lawrence on Castle. It's easy to find, it's convenient, and it is tasty and delicious, whether you're Sipping or chowing, either one is great, and we're going to talk some Sporting Kansas City. What a remarkable season it's been already. Ten games in, Sporting Kansas City had not won a single match. Uh, There were calls from the stands and uh, calls in letter form for the ouster of Peter Vermees after his long and successful tenure tenure at Sporting Kansas City, including an MLS Cup championship and a couple of U.S. Open Cups. Sporting Kansas City did turn it around, and they were one of the best teams in the league from that point forward, but it wasn't without its fits and starts either, and they were in such a big hole, it looked improbable that they might make the playoffs. Playoffs are slightly expanded this year. That helped out as well as Sporting gets in, and they actually ended up with a home game and won that wild card game, moved on to a series against the top seed St. Louis, who had beaten them badly in earlier matchups, but Sporting had bounced back to take one as well towards the end of the season, and then they pretty much dominated the uh, two-game playoff series, winning 4-1 to one and 2-1. to one. We'll check that out. We'll give you a few more details as they look ahead to the next round. It's the Western Conference Finals. We don't know yet who they'll be playing. Houston and Real Salt Lake, who won in a penalty shootout last night, have a deciding game still to come. We'll check it out. We'll hear from Peter Vermes. We'll hear from Daniel Sperry of the Kansas City Star, who follows the team on a daily basis. All that straight ahead on our Tuesday special right here at Sporting Kansas City and their amazing turnaround. More of Danny's Reasonably Irreverent podcast after this. Hey, this is Matt Llewellyn from 23rd Street Brewery in Lawrence. When the games are on, remember, 23rd Street Brewery is the place to catch them all. You can always count on our huge portions and our handcrafted beers, but what you might not know are our fabulous cocktails. Our bartenders take a lot of pride in creating adult beverages that you will love. You'll be surprised how incredible they are. And of course, big screen TVs everywhere you look, so you won't miss a play. So join us at 23rd Street Brewery in Lawrence, 23rd and Castle. It's time to check in once again with Dr. Brad Whittle from Advanced Sports and Family Chiropractic and Acupuncture. And it is that time of year where the weather starts to change, fall and winter, different sports, different activities. How can people be toned up for it? Well, first, they need to really love those beautiful leaves falling in their yard. And then second, time to visit your chiropractor. Cleaning up all of the leaves, bending, twisting. It can wreak havoc on a back that's not prepared and in good shape, but we can help with that. You certainly can, and you've got various ways to do it. People just have to realize that being in tune and being in shape is just the best way to avoid that tiny injury. We love keeping people moving, and that's what chiropractic's all about. Finding things, fixing things, all before the problem happens, but we can fix it when it does too. 
You can find out more at any of the seven locations of Advanced Sports and Family Chiropractic and Acupuncture all around Kansas City. And if you want to find out even more than that, you can visit their website at asfca.com slash Danny. If you'd like to join these and other great sponsors and market your business to a growing and engaged audience, contact us at Danny at DannyClinkScale.com. Look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back. As I mentioned before the break, it's been a truly remarkable season for Sporting Kansas City. They've had injuries. They've had roster problems. They've had international breaks. They would have an international duty. They've had turmoil in the stands from the fans who were upset. And why wouldn't they after a 10-game winless start to the season coming off a playoff-less uh, season last year? And then the turnaround came. There were still some injuries. Johnny Russell was out from time to time, but players began to find form. Alan Polito uh, and Daniel Shallowy ended up having remarkably good seasons, and they did squeeze their way into the playoffs, winning on the last day of the season. It came down to that, and then they advanced to a wild card game, which they actually got to play at home. They beat San Jose in that one, and then moved on to a two-game series, or a three-game series, best of three. They made it a two-game series against St. Louis, and they won it rather handily, uh, just dominating St. Louis on the road in St. Louis, then coming back home and in a very exciting game, winning 2-1, to one, holding off a surge by St. Louis at the end. Uh, probably a deserved result. They were the better team for much of the match, although St. Louis started out strongly. Goals from Logan and Dembe, who turned into an unlikely playoff hero with a goal in each game after never having scored a professional goal before after um, in almost 50 games. And then Daniel Shallowy in a beautiful goal set up by Yadi Kinda and Johnny Russell. And uh, then they were able to withstand a fluky goal that was actually a cross. And that's one of the things Peter Vermes addresses. But first of all, he was proud of the way his team played in two games against St. Louis, who he had high praise for, both for their season and the quality of the games they played against them. The last two games that we played, I, I think they were very, very high-quality um, soccer games. I mean, I've been in a lot of these games over the years, but th that is an, as intense as uh, I've seen it over the years. Even MLS Cup final, U.S. Open Cup finals, all of them. I mean, those those always always wind up being intense and, and tough games. But um, this was a battle on, on both fronts uh, there, here, um, and so um, it's it's. I think it's great for MLS. And then and again, I I, I congratulate them because they've done a great job with everything. You talk about the the mark that St. Louis made on the league as they came in, but uh, as even within the first matchups of this team uh, against yours uh, in the in the regular season, to get the postseason win in the fashion that you guys did over them and knock them out, just how good does that feel for, for you and for the team? I, I told the guys this time and time again as we were going into these the series. Um, this is not about a rivalry. It's about the playoffs. It's about, it's about trying to get as close as we can to winning MLS Cup. That's our objective. And so all that other stuff goes off to the side. we got to win the game. And that's what's most important because if you win the game, you know all the other stuff lines up as well. But the, the, it's it's the playoffs. That that's really what it meant to us. And um, you know we, the guys worked so hard. As I said many times, they worked so hard to get to the playoffs, to then not give everything you have, and and they have thus far is is uh, it, it's a great reward. But it's it 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 makes me even more pleased, if you will, in that like they're not just satisfied with getting to the playoffs you know they want to they, they want to try and go for it peter for the first 20 minutes st louis maybe looked to be a little bit more on the front foot and then i think sporting 
really took control of the game for the rest of the game. So just your thoughts on how the first 20 minutes meant and then the resolve of the team to, to really take control from there on out? I think, I think when you play in these games, when, when, you, when you enter into the, the arena like this, the first thing you have to understand is there's a lot of nervous energy that you already burned before the, season, the game even starts. And as I told the guys that when we were going into the game, uh, um, it's not 90 minutes, it's 45 right now. That's all we're worried about. We got to get through the first 45, and then we'll do what we have to do for the second 45. Um, we knew that they were going to, we knew immediately that they were going to, you know, just launch the ball. And we we're going to have to be really good, not only on the first duel, but really the second opportunity. And uh, we also talked about where, once we won the ball, where the space was. And I thought that we, for the most part, we did a really good job of executing to that. Um, we also found really good situations where both Daniel and Johnny were 1v1. Um, just because, to your point, them being on the front foot, so they pushed so many numbers forward on the, the first ball in that if we won it and we were able to play, then all of a sudden it was a 1v1, and that was really good for us. Um, but again, you got to give credit to our guys for being able to to really deal with those situations because, I mean, that's an onslaught, you know, constantly coming at you, coming at you, and you just, you know, one bad bounce, one one header that, you know, nicks off a guy, hits him in the back, and ricochets and goes somewhere else can lead to something. And so our concentration in those moments was really good. Peter, I remember sitting in this room eight months ago at media day, and you were pretty honest about how you thought it was going to be rough to start because of the injuries and everyone getting back. Are you, Bless you. How dangerous is this team now, and is it kind of the season gone the way you thought as you've kind of Im improved and playing your best soccer now? Um, did it go the way I thought? No. I mean, it didn't go the way I thought. For, and I, I didn't think um, that we struggled in certain areas as we did early. Um, I do think that the team, as I said many times, the team had been dealing. It wasn't the start of this season. It was still a holdover of last season because, you know, our main guys were out and everybody was carrying this load. And it was tough because, again, you, 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 you recruit players to do a job. Um, and when those guys aren't available, you either have a replacement or you have somebody else that has other assets. And we missed those guys. And we missed – certain players missed the opportunity to do what they do best as opposed to trying to carry other things. So what I would say is is that we, we struggled early, but I always maintain that I always believe that we had a very good team. Like not, not, a, you know, not a good team, but a very good and possibly a great team. But we had, to, we had to get everybody first off on the field, and we had to get everybody fit and then back in form. And it took some time to do that. Um, what I would say is, is that the fact that we had to go through a lot of scraping and scrapping and biting and fighting and all the things that you do, I think we're ready for games like this. I think there's a, that's where the difference is, is that um, I've, I've been in the place where you're, you, win, you win your conference, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're playing against a team that is, 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 has been playing a lot of intense games to try to get into the, into the cup uh, or into the playoffs, and, and it's, those matches are really hard. What I would say is I believe that the guys were capable of doing what we're doing for sure. I, I, I believe in the roster. I believe in the players and all, all of that for sure.
Peter, a, a bit of a break now, I believe, until the next round of the playoffs. So what does the schedule look like during that time, and how do you keep the, the momentum going? Yeah, I don't know the schedule. I'll have to think about it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a couple of days to, to do that because it actually is incredibly uh, new, and, and it's going to be very difficult to navigate because for us it's going to be three weeks. And there is an international break um, where probably Gotti will leave. Um, so I'm going to have to manage that in a, in a very – uh, unique way. I, I I have some ideas, but I'm not ready to share what those are. But uh, yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be an interesting three weeks to try to keep the guys tough. It, it, this is not going to be an easy thing to navigate, especially when well we're not we're not playing Cincinnati because they're on the East. So depending on what everybody else does and who we wind up having to play, right? Uh, it it them, if they're playing a third game, then they have less time like we do and and I don't still two weeks is good to have off but three is going to be tough to navigate Peter you already talked about how it's on the road the rest of the way this is the last time you'll be in front of your fans this season can you just talk about what that means to play in front of them and you all did a lap around after it was over yeah I I, I was over at the members club earlier and I just said that uh you know this obviously is their last game here and um not a bad way to have the last game in your own stadium, not a bad way, um, but at the same time, we need we're going to need support on the road. We, we need a we need a section for sure on the road. It'll be really important for us to have a section because um, I, I always think it's I learned this in 2011. You you need somebody to 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 sh you know to uh, share the enjoyment with not just yourselves but with your fans and and even if it's a small group and and they have your colors, it's it's very very important. Tell me about what you thought that was good about the reaction to their goal, which was either a thunderbolt or a fluke. I couldn't really tell. That was a cross for yeah, sure. It looked like a cross. It yes, was. Yes, it was. Yes, uh, uh, but uh, it went in, and it was almost impossible to say. But how about the reaction to it? Yeah, I, I, I think it was an important moment of the game. Um, I think that the guys understood that now the onslaught was going to come. They're just going to hoof it even more than they did earlier. Um, and that, that part of it, again, I think that we kept our heads. We didn't lose our composure, which I think was very, very important. And as I said, emotionally, you could have lost yourself in this game, and, and we did not do that. So um, tremendous, tremendous finish by the guys. The questions about the break in the schedule leading oh. to the semifinals? Um, I, I do think, I think the three weeks is going to be difficult to navigate. Um, I mean, I'm glad that we don't have to go to a third game, that's for sure. Uh, but I do think uh, the next three weeks will be difficult to navigate. We'll do our best. Uh, again, I, I think it's it's interesting because I don't think we've ever faced this before. So, uh, yeah, I'll have to find a way to keep the guys still fit, hungry, healthy, everything. Um, it's going to be it's going to be uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Plenty of great stuff there, and it wrapped up with a couple of questions heard twice. Peter Vermees addressing the fact that it's going to be almost uh, three weeks in the end before they play another soccer game. It will be about three weeks. It'll be just after Thanksgiving before they get back into action, and Sporting Kansas City's got all kinds of momentum, but they do have players who've been nicked up. Uh, Johnny Russell, for instance, sat out uh, the first playoff game, and uh, they've uh, used them uh, sporadically as well, but uh, they're getting more and more fit. Yadi Kinda will go away on international duty, but he will be back. That's one of the things we'll talk about with Daniel uh, Sperry of the Kansas City Star coming up next. Lots to still unpack, but Sporting Kansas City is still alive. We'll speak with the man who covers 
Sporting Kansas City for the Kansas City Star, that's Daniel Sperry. He's our guest next on our Tuesday special brought to you by 23rd Street Brewery. More of Danny's Reasonably Irreverent podcast after this. Visit the 23rd Street Brewery in Lawrence, open for dine-in, patio seating, carry-out, or catering. Support your local restaurants. The 23rd Street Brewery, in Lawrence and online at brew23.com. Hey Kansas City, Joe Spiker, Easton Roofing here. Are you a commercial building owner or a property manager? Are you tired of dealing with old school institutional roofers that care more about their schedule than customer service? When you call Easton Roofing to look at your commercial property, you will get an inspection quick and receive a full roof report in your inbox within days. This report spells out in terms you'll easily understand what the issues are with your roof along with multiple possible solutions. We are certified with Elevate, Firestone, Carlisle, Gayco, GAF, and many more commercial manufacturers. Concerned about warranty? How about a 25-year no-dollar limit warranty on your roof? Backed by the manufacturer that comes with a manufacturer's certified final inspection. When we take on a project, we work with you to make sure the project goes smooth. With parking plans, tenant relations, safety concerns, and noise and odor reduction. Don't be intimidated by your roof issues. Let Easton Roofing make it easy for you. Easton Roofing. Integrity matters. If you'd like to join these and other great sponsors and market your business to a growing and engaged audience, contact us at danny at dannyclinkscale.com. Look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back, and it's always a pleasure to chat some soccer, football, whatever you like, with Daniel Sperry of the KC Star. He gets to cover the Sporting Kansas City team on a very regular basis, and I'll just start off this way. We heard Peter Ramiz talk about it. People certainly have referenced it many, many times, but 10 games in, Sporting had just won a match. It was hard to imagine that they would be in this spot now when we were there then. What were your thoughts right then? Did you think that uh, they that Peter Vermees' message that they had a good team but they just had some issues was resonating, or were you dubious? Yeah, I think I was I was a little dubious because I think part of the equation was whether or not guys performed at their full level when they right? like given some of the injuries that Gotti Kinda had and Alan Polito had. It was a question of whether or not those guys would be at their best. And they certainly have been. Um, Gotti Kinda much more so down the stretch than the other parts through the middle phase of the season. He had a few injuries here and there, but um, all of that hinged on them being the guys that were that they paid them to be, that they brought them here to be. They're both designated players and stars. And um, you know, I thought I think in I think back to that time, could I I could have seen it coming, but it like it it meant that everything had to go right. And in a, for the last year and a half it hasn't felt like everything has gone right for them. And that was the thing that I couldn't see. I almost couldn't see that happening. It just didn't feel like that was going to happen. But maybe after so many uh, months and maybe a year and a half of bad luck, a lot of good luck has finally um, happened and got their way. And, you know, it, it was, I, I understood from a roster makeup his point that he thinks this could have been a very good team to a great team. But it, you, you have to see it all in actuality. And, uh, you know, for, for me, his. Um, belief in his team has been rewarded, and I think the fans who um, believe all along that they could try and turn it around, uh, I think their belief is rewarded as well. So um, it, it, it's a incredible turnaround. Obviously, they kind of be sitting where we're where we are today. 
talking about them in the fashion that we are. But um, yeah, I think I really think it, it, it needed everything to go right, basically, from that point on. And so far it has. Well, it certainly did. And, and even, I mean, it took a lot because they were just, you know, you're not going to win every single game once you turn it around, but they certainly were one of the best teams in the league. But going down the stretch, every time they had a little setback, uh, you looked at the mathematics and it didn't look like it was going to be there. But in the end, when you look at the full picture, they really were one of the better teams in the league once they did turn it around. Yeah, and that's the that's the thing too, you know, like there are these, like you said, there are these ups and downs where this is their best string of matches the entire year where they've failed, you know, where they have have gone unbeaten, right? The, this five-game unbeaten streak going back to the win in Salt Lake through these two playoff wins and the shootout win, that's their longest unbeaten streak of the entire season. They still had setbacks. They still had matches where the focus wasn't there or they're up and they could see the way they end up tying a match. You know, I think of a home match they're up to um, at halftime, and they should have put him away. And instead, RSL comes back to tie it and take, and take a couple points away from Sporting. I mean, in reality, they could have been potentially even further up the table if it weren't for some of those hiccups. But um, they certainly peaked and got everything around together, put every single facet of their game together at the right time. You know, we saw the goal scoring come. Um, a lot during that stretch. We saw times where the defense looked lights out and then times where it wasn't. Saw times where they were good at um, set-piece defense and times where they weren't. You saw times where they were able to focus incredibly through a lot of uh, difficult situations like the being down a man for almost 70 minutes at home against Houston um, and grinding out a win and scoring a goal while down a man to a dynamo team that they might have to face in the next round. And you know, then the next game out, uh, you know, for the match before that, it was a game where they got shellacked by Nashville at home. Um, it was just so up and down at times, but they were consistently just plodding along, picking up points there. Um, and they, you know, credit to them, they put it all together right at the time that they absolutely needed to um, and have gotten road results down the stretch when they weren't all year and even most of last year. I think, you know, before – um, before the League's Cup, they had won three games on the road over the past year and a half. Um, that's not a recipe for success, but now they've won three, down, three on the road um, in their last 12 games. Uh, that, that, that's a team that's turning around, and um, they're firing on all cylinders right now. They're showing people um, you know, kind of why they believed that they were going to do it all along. The game against uh, St. Louis on Sunday, they obviously won handily in the first game, and this game started off a little bit slowly, but they were probably the better club for the most part the rest of the way and then had to uh, withstand the siege at the end. And yeah. they, you know, they, 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 like you said, the, things just sort of worked into place. I, I thought, for instance, Alan Polito, I, I turned to Todd Lebo sitting next to, I said, well, he's been pretty quiet tonight. And then, you know, seconds later, he puts one on a platter for Ndembe uh, to score a goal that uh, puts them up in the game. So uh, they had a couple of really beautiful goals. In fact, the, the six goals they scored in the two games against yeah. St. Louis were, were crackers, man. Quality of the goals were uh, fantastic, obviously. Um, you see just the, the quality of chances that they've been creating. You know, I think the numbers in the past have shown that Sporting was creating some quality of chances against St. Louis, but they weren't really finishing them off. And now you have um, Logan uh, in Denbay there finishing a couple of brilliant goals. The, the first goal in St. Louis and the first goal in Kansas City is left foot, is right foot. 
Um, it was uh, an unlikely hero. He hadn't scored in his first 48 games, but um, just the ability for him to come up big in those moments and a lot of those moments, a lot of these chances that he created over the last two games were partly because of how much of a gravitational pull Alan Polito had to him. You know, you go back to the home game um, uh, in the regular season, Polito scores those two goals in their 2-1 win, their first ever victory over St. Louis. And, um, it created this almost gravitational pull to Polito, and you see that in the first goal that happened on Sunday is everybody flocks to him, flocks to the ball in the corner, and all of a sudden there's this massive gap in the box that Logan and Dende runs into, and credit to um, Polito for making the right back heel uh, pass into the space. And, you know, everyone else in St. Louis is reacting to Sporting's movement and Sporting's ball movement and um, because they're so attuned to just trying to shut down Polito and they, they fail to take away the space for him. And it's one of those moments where Polito has three assists uh, in in these playoffs and he had three assists all throughout the regular season. Um, Polito, you know, if he's not going to score him, I, I think he's now finding ways to for his teammates and uh, it, it created a lot of beautiful goals over the last few games. Now we get this uh, crazy layoff between uh, the fact that they didn't, uh, you know, they didn't go to a third game plus an international yeah. break. Seems to me like if you're going to pl- stick with these best with this best of three, they pro- probably ought to play one of them at least uh, after a shorter break. But and then you won't be in this situation. But of course, maybe they won't have the international break. Uh, the whole format of playing three in the first round, I get it. It guarantees that each of the p- teams that makes the playoffs gets a home game, so that's it's more financial than anything else. But anybody looking from afar who maybe wasn't a soccer fan or maybe was just a normal sports fan or whatever would say hey, these aren't as important as the games that are going to be one-offs. It is kind of strange. So you get the layoff, then one-offs the rest of the way. That's the way it is, whether we like it or not. First, your thoughts on that, and and then having this massive layoff. Yeah, you know, the, the massive layoff is one of those things that's kind of frustrating. I, it, it, it's part of the playoff calendar every year for MLS. Um, and it always seems to be, do you, you know, do you start the playoffs after it and run the season up? to it but then if you do the best of three series you don't have as much time right and so um they've been able to kind of do it that way in the past where they run the season up for the international break they do break then they come back and start playoffs and that's been when it's one-offs the entire way and so Mm -hmm. this international break is going to be really interesting to see how teams navigate that um especially teams like la and cincinnati and sporting who've already advanced to the next round they they've, they've clinched their spot um you know, Houston had the opportunity to do it last night, and they lost on penalty kicks um, to Real Salt Lake, forcing a game three there. And yeah, I, I, I don't mind the fact that the break is after the series. I think um, not the risk is well, let's take a look at this, right? So because uh, of the situation going on in Israel, Israel has to play four games right. um, in the next in this international window. It's a ten day period. Adi Kinda was called into the international window. And because this is a FIFA date, this is a mandatory date that teams have to release players to. And so they extended that window for Israel to be able to get all four games in. If Sporting and St. Louis had gone to a game three, they would have been without Gotti Kinda. And so this is, you know, be, having it where it is and Sporting getting their job done early, I think 
maybe benefits them right now. And especially, I mean, you look at their injury list, a lot of those guys played. A lot of those guys were on the bench and could have been available. But there's a lot of guys that are dealing with stuff at the end of the season and banged up and gets an opportunity for you know Johnny Russell to take a few more days off, right? He gets an opportunity for Jake Davis dealing with uh, some issues as well to really get healthy and fully fit. And, you know, the fact that they've been playing at such a high level of mid, all that is really impressive. But uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how teams use that break um, because every team is going to have that's in the playoffs at this point is going to have to deal with it. And I think having it where it is, it evens it out. Do I love the three game series? Not entirely, but I do think it's interesting because, you know, in soccer, the the aggregate the way they used to do it where everybody to kind of guarantee that everybody gets a home game um the whole reason for the aggregate series is to neutralize uh an advantage um, and make it as even level footing as possible um so you can't really do that when your playoff positioning is based on the merit of the regular season so you do this best of three series and have to win the game and there's no aggregate scoreline it places the emphasis on winning and MLS has routinely placed the emphasis on winning in their tiebreakers. Their tiebreaker, first tiebreaker, is matches one, not goal differential, where most everywhere else around the world it's flipped. Um, and so uh, it, that's a, that's kind of the way the MLS has gone about it. I, if this is the way they want to do it, fine. I'm just tired of them changing it every year. That's my biggest complaint. Um, we want to go single match the rest of the way. It makes sense weather-wise, too, because otherwise we're going to be playing in January. Um, and teams are going to have two weeks before they have to come back at some point. Um, so, you know, I think uh, doing it this way is fine. With I, I'm okay with it. I, I just would prefer them to not change it every single year in reality when it comes to the playoff thing. But it'll be really interesting to see how sporting navigates it um, from a scheduling, from a training perspective. Do they try and find somebody to scrimmage to, uh, to give them a mass simulation? You know, how hard do you push them for fear of injury or aggravation or something you know that it's all questions that are ultimately going to be up to peter vermes but they're going to be questions that every team solo postseason is going to have to answer and finally we don't know who the opponent's going to be but both houston and uh, salt lake have been rivalry type of uh, teams for sporting kansas city in the past just stack yep. up uh, each one as a potential opponent yeah houston uh, i think a surprise to everybody to me they're the surprise team of the year maybe just as much as St. Louis. Um, Houston was a pretty miserable team last year. Um, they fired uh, former sporting KC legend Paul Nakamura, you know, through his first season in charge. And they went and got old school MLS head Ben Olsen. And he helped that team turn around along with um, Mexican star Hector Herrera. Um, Ache Ache, as they love to call him down there. And he is, uh, a, he is a beast in the midfield. Some really beautiful soccer in the build-up. Sporting's only loss to them this season, however, came in the Open Cup, and I was with an entirely rotated team um, after their win in Seattle. So, you know, I think they stack up well. Um, they were winning against the Houston Dynamo up to one in that match um, on the road for a while. The game will be played on the road if it is there. Um, they were up to one. They gave up a um, but it was a massive score. He probably should have won. Um, beat him at home 2-1 in the regular season while being down a man for almost 70 minutes. So um, I think Sporting matches up with them well. They've played them well. Um, and I think it, it, it could be really juicy. One 
entertaining matchup. Um, and then you have RSL, right? We've, you know, they've knocked each other out of the playoffs over the last five years. And it's a rematch of the 2013 MLS Cup final. Um, you know, going there would be tough, but Sporting won there and they tied 2 2 at home, as, as I kind of talked about earlier. And um, they're, they're results that um, I think could go either way. I think that the way it's set up is almost in Sporting's favor in a way because you get through one of those teams um, and then potentially LA and Seattle have already had to face each other right. um, and knock one of each other out. And that's who you're facing in a, in a game on the road. And, They've picked up road results uh, out of a team that has had only won like four or five road games in the last two years. Every single potential road opponent in the Western Conference on the way out is a place that Sporting has gone in and got a result. They got a 1-1 draw in L.A. They got a win in Seattle, and they won in Salt Lake and tied in Houston. Um, they've been able to go in those places and get results in the regular season um, earlier on in the schedule, too, when they were kind of so let's um, just say they couldn't actually pull that off in the next round. So I think um, the way it shakes up uh, in a way could be favorable for sporting, but at the same time, you're on the road in the playoffs and that's pretty difficult. So it'll be interesting to see what happens and who they end up facing in the next round. But um, Houston is going to be a little bit um, more uh, on the front foot than a Real Salt Lake team would be. I think Real Salt Lake would probably choose to be a little bit more so on the counterattack. Um, but they haven't been as good at home because sometimes they choose to not be a counterattacking team when they're at home, and uh, they it, it kind of messes with them a little bit. So it'll be really interesting to see how it all plays out. I think it is a favorable setup, though, for sporting if you're looking at it. Daniel, we always appreciate the time. Look forward to it. It'll be after Thanksgiving before we find out what, so what's yeah. next, and uh, I appreciate the insight. Thanks for having me on, Daniel. Always great to chat. Daniel Sperry from the Kansas City Star. As I mentioned, it'll be after Thanksgiving before we get the next edition of this uh, rather amazing turnaround for the Sporting Kansas City. Let's see if they can make the next step in a season that you pretty much really have to call a success already given the way it started. Sporting Kansas City, a couple weeks of rest and then another big one. We hope you enjoyed the latest Danny Klingscale Reasonably Irreverent Podcast. Come back soon for something fresh and new. This podcast was made possible by our great sponsors like the 23rd Street Brewery in Lawrence, great food, finely crafted beers, cocktails, and great sports viewing in a friendly and comfortable atmosphere. Join Matt Llewellyn and his great staff at 23rd and Castled in Lawrence. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.